that is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to a very special edition. I would call it a race hour extra. It's me, Dean Ryan, in the towers of bookmakers.co.uk. I've uh, got Dermot Nolan with me and I've also, well, this is the special part of it, of course, as the racing manager for Susanna and Rich Ritchie, uh, Joe Chambers has joined us ahead of the Dublin Racing Festival. Hi, Joe. Hello, guys. How are you doing? really well and really looking forward to this weekend it seems like all the big guns are coming out to play uh, you guys of course are connected to uh, plenty of them and I think the best place to start is that Min will take on Chacuan Poursois, um in what looks a very very interesting start on uh, Dublin Racing Festival Day 1 at Leperstown it's a tidy event isn't it um, and uh, you know uh, probably probably that and the two mile lovers chase look to be on paper two of the uh, two of the most uh, intriguing races of the weekend, at least the deepest contest, I think, at this stage. But, um, yeah, Min goes there. I think he's the highest-rated horse in the race still, um, in one of the last couple of years. And when we decided not to go for the Kinloch Bray uh, a, couple of week, a couple of weeks ago, um, here was the obvious place to go, other than Ascot for their uh, uh, Grade 1 Ascot chase. But, um, you know, our horses are trained in Ireland and this is one of the flagship weekends of the year in uh, National Hunt Racing in Ireland. Yeah, I mean, look, it's happened before where, you know, two stable stars in those colours, those famous uh, Richie colours take on each other. But how are emotions when that kind of thing happens? Because everyone was talking about Chacoin Poursois, um, you know, being the Sally second coming. Sally and Charge only in November, really, wasn't it? So. Exactly. I know it happens. Um, I just wonder how emotions come across then. Do you care who wins? Is there a, is there a favourite going into it for the owners and connections? Or is it just we get the one, two? That's amazing. I don't want two would be great, um, but there's <laughs> uh, one has been there and done it in Ireland for the last couple of years. Albeit, I think the best performance Min has put up has, was in the JLT last year. Um, and Shackon has to step forward. Um, I know he's been a token horse, and we waited three years for him, having bought him to to when he finally ran at Nace last year. Um, uh, but he does have to step forward and do it in open company, which he hasn't yet. But I think, you know, Willies have come forward for the run so far this season. I hope he's no different. Um, but uh, Min has probably been a, a scorer of great goals rather than a great goal scorer, I think, <laughs> in his career today. Uh, he's put up some pretty big performances and big numbers, but he hasn't really done it on a consistent uh, basis. But we'll see. He seems to like this course and distance going back to his novice days. Um, I think it's a bit short of his um, optimal trip, but uh, we will see. Uh, any, anything can happen. And uh, yeah, so Robbie's been a lucky jockey for us, and we're delighted to have him. Um, and, uh, you know, Chilo Semri is, uh, is a horse I have a huge amount of time for, and while he's inexperienced over fences, I think he's got plenty of ability as well. And, I, and I, he's only on official ratings, uh, rated four pounds behind Shackon, for example. Um, and Who's to say what would have happened if Chilos had had a clear run last year? So I think it's a very, very deep race. We're lucky to have two, but look on paper, very strong candidates. Um, uh, to answer your initial question, I think we'd love for Shackham to come forward and uh, improve on Christmas and, you know, 
hopefully win uh, because that would give us what we think is a very realistic and live Queen Mother hope. Um, I'm unsure if Min is best suited to two miles around Cheltenham. Uh, that's just my opinion. Uh, Willie probably has something entirely different in his head. <laughs> yeah, well, look, Min, Min is a horse that, you know, if, say, an Altior hadn't been around, he would have won plenty of the, the big races at, at Cheltenham that, you know, his talent would have deserved. So whether he would have been the ideal for two mile or not, he would have been a champion at two mile for sure. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, and I wouldn't read too much into last year's Queen Mother because, you know, we went and tried something different. The mm. last thing we wanted to do was lead Altior into the strays again and get beaten three or four lengths and come second uh, when we might have said well maybe we should have held him up and tried to follow Altior in but as we learned at Aintree um, Min doesn't like uh, while he's a brilliant jumper mm. um, he doesn't really seem to like uh, being held up that much he doesn't uh, apply himself as well so I think it's fairly obvious what the tactics with him will be and um, there should be plenty of pace in the race and I think it's uh, it's going to be a thrilling watch yeah I mean what a contest it is I mean we haven't even mentioned like Duke de Genève who goes to Neve of course from from last year's Arco and just the race all over it with Aplutar and, and the eight runners that will line up I think you know you called it as one of the races of the meeting it certainly is and to have two live hopes in it Joe's going to give you hopefully the start that you want for a massive weekend and then when you move into uh, the ERSG Arco that follows it the next grade one a lot of people talking about but poem um, Robbie Power will ride again um, interesting that he was kind of one that's had to go out in trip and now coming all the way back in trip yeah, but he only went out and trip because he wasn't going to make it as a top-class two-mile hurdler. And we felt as a four-year-old second-season novice, having had a good, a good, uh, not extraordinary uh, juvenile hurdling campaign, although he did win at Punchestown on the last day of the season, um, he ran pretty well then in Otoy after that, uh, over, I think, about two-mile five. So we tried to go the stairs hurdle route. He was late back in that year, which also helped make our mind up and stay in hurdling. Um, and uh, he just doesn't quite see out three miles at the at grade one level. So, you know, I, I think it's we had plenty of other hurdlers around at the time, and that's a function as much as to why he went out and trip as anything else. Um, so coming back and trip was never uh, a concern for us. Uh, he ran in November over two and a half at Fairy House and I think well as we all well know now Willie's have all come on significantly for the run uh, I think it was quite extraordinary how he stopped which was probably a combination of stamina and fitness mm-hmm. um, and even over two three, two miles three I should say at Nace in December he didn't exactly hit the line that hard but I think the fact that a number of fences were taken out in that race counted against him rather than for him uh, because his jumping is just so quick, and you know his um, his highest mark over hurdles I think was about one six four, if I'm not mistaken. It may have been a little bit less. It might have been one sixty actually. Mm-hmm. Um, whether he was worth that or not, but he was certainly high one fifties. I think his jumping could give him the chance to be at least that level, if not a little bit more than that, as another chaser. Yeah. If that's the case, it's going to put him bang there. Yeah, that's very fair. I mean, how do you see the Arkle picture? Um, from a personal view at this point you've got the likes of um, Fakir Dudari's and Notebook taking each other on again here we have to throw Melon into the mix which Paul Townend is going to ride you've got Robbie on Bapome uh, Willie's also got the likes of Cashback this is a very hot race and Bapome trying to put himself in the in the arc or picture how do you see it at the moment? I was deeply impressed with Notebook at Christmas 
and he just looks like he's going to be one of those horses that are exponentially better over fences than anything they mm. ever achieved over hurdles. Um, and for a for a big horse, he's not short of any boot. Um, so I, yeah, I was very impressed with him. I think it'll be. I think it's a fascinating race in terms of pace with Cashback, who's likely to get on with things. Notebook is likely to get on with things. Uh, I can't imagine Fakir would be dropped out. Um, so they, you know, I imagine Robbie should be able to ride a race at that bowman. and uh, let's see where that lands us with a clear round. Yeah. Yeah, because you're going to find out so much, aren't you? And of course, like Bapamu has gone out up in trip um, before, there's going to be more options if it doesn't go to plan here. But if it did go to plan, Arco will be the route. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, you can call it a stereotype or whatever it is, but um, you do need something that gets two miles well to win an Arco. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think we've got a better chance of getting two miles well than we probably do two and a half well. Yeah. You know, he just he never quite hit the line over three miles that hard. He travelled everywhere, but um, never quite hit the line that hard. I don't think over three miles. I'd also say the application of a tongue tie will probably help him a little bit as well. Um, and just uh, help him relax a bit more through races, and that might allow him to finish in a bit better as well. Okay. All right. Fascinating contender is Bap Home. Um, you know, there's nothing then in the following handicap, but when you talk about the champion hurdle picture for this season, I'm not sure anyone would have had it if you just take a look at the betting market right now, how it currently sits, and a real interesting uh, run of you. And a, and a horse that's been, I wouldn't, I'm going to actually say, I think he's been underrated on the, the best bits of pieces that he's done. and and always seems to win a big race every year Sharjah uh, Sharjah's right in the mix for a champion hurdle this could be uh, the day where he confirms himself as the best on the Irish side of the water but what do you think? Well it always helps when the horse's number one fan is the is the fella on top of it yeah. uh, you know Pat, Patrick is mad about him and um, you know he's it, it was obviously far too early to say it at Cheltenham last year but um I've never seen him as frustrated as he was coming back in then because he he did his homework and he intentionally followed what he thought would be the horse that would take him the furthest into the race and uh, he had settled beautifully and was handling the track. So um, yeah, but he look he's won us a Galway hurdle. He's won I think three Grade One hurdles for us at this stage. He needed a break at the end of last season. He'd been on the go for a heck of a long time. Um, and I think the ground is just beginning to dry out a little bit. It'll be interesting to see what rain we get in the next 48 hours. It's whatever, half three on Thursday afternoon at the moment. But I, you know, judging by the reports, the ground is just, it's not going to be too testing. So that should suit him. And um, I think Honeysuckle will go forward. Petit Mouchoir will go forward. Um, there's going to be plenty of pace. And um, he just, the two of them just get on very, very well. So it's a partnership you'd be loath to break up. Uh, you'd also be a fair bollocks if you did. And um, uh, we'd be hopeful of a very good run. He he seems to be a very consistent horse, and he's got a uh, particular uh, affection for um, uh, for Leopardstown. Yeah, I I would say Patrick is. Um absolutely over the moon with this associate. He's been a very lucky jockey in those colours as well, hasn't he? When he's had to step in as a super sub. He's also been an unlucky jockey when he's ridden against us. You know, he's won an under so beat us beat Duvan in a in a champion chase at Punchestown and. Mm. Uh, and uh, he, I think he, what, did he win on Montalbano at um, Punchestown then, yeah. that famous Friday when Willie nearly went through the card? Mm. But Riven Light was our fancy that day and Patrick came and upset it on the other one. So 
Uh, yeah, no, he he gets on very well with the horse. He's been lucky for us, and uh, obviously we go back as long as we've been owners in the yard as well. So, but look, I, I think classical dream. It could be interesting to see if they've been able to put manners on him and. Um, uh, Honeysuckle looks the real deal. I know you guys are the uh, founding fathers of her fan club. <laughs> certainly um, but it'll be very interesting to see what she can do over two miles. Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about Honeysuckle almost every week for about 10 minutes. <laughs> so far, she hasn't let us down. I'm actually kind of, you know, confused about this because obviously I'd love her to go and win a mare's that we've been telling everyone that she's going to go and win. But, you know, you, you'd know more than us about trying to work out targets. It's very tricky. If she does win a race like this, I think all routes will lead to a champion hurdle. It's a fascinating contest. You mentioned Classical Dream. Uh, it seems that, you know, it's done everything to get itself beat a couple of times already this season. There's plenty to... Uh, to potentially come out of the woodwork from this race, Sharjah right in the mix there and all systems go to a champion hurdle if it comes off. And I guess even if it doesn't come off, that'd still be the race for Sharjah at Cheltenham. Yeah, I don't think they're, well, like he's got no other entries, but um, yeah, that's where he'd end up going. But it's not all about um, a destination in March. There's uh, there's the journey along the way is every bit as important. And this, I think, is... Uh, this is nowhere near a trial of a meeting anymore. I think this is a standalone uh, event and, and uh, two days of racing that um, you could bring you could bring anywhere and stand behind. Yeah, well said. I mean, it could easily be a target for everyone and forget everything else, but such as the quality and the prize money on offer. I wanted to ask you about Tiger Tap Tap, who's going to go uh, also on day one in that 345, the Labrooks hurdle. Um, really put it together the last couple of times, Joe, and a horse that uh, I guess we don't know where the ceiling is yet. Yeah, well, he he ran very well on debut behind Sir Eric at Leopardstown as a juvenile uh, last season. Uh, he was probably a bit over the top. We probably trained him too hard between then and the Dublin Racing Festival. And he was one of the horses, if you recall, during Cheltenham last year, there was a lot of travel disruption for some horses on, on the ferries. And he was actually stuck at Aintree Racecourse for a few days during Cheltenham and didn't get there until quite late. So... He uh, he didn't have the the uh, the most simple of um, of, of, of travel uh, arrangements that week, so that's why we kind of left him alone for the rest of the season, and he didn't see him uh, winning the maiden hurdle. Did his confidence the world of good? Uh, Paul was at pains to give him as easy a race as possible at uh, Thurlis last time. I do I get my Thurlis and Clanmels mixed up, but I'm pretty sure it was Thurlis. Um, it was probably Clonmel now. Um, he was at pains to give him as, as easy a race as possible. Yeah, it was, so it was, it was Clonmel um, that day, yeah. It was Clonmel, yeah. As soon as I said Thurlis, I knew it. <laughs> um, and I think I, th- I think he had a raising of about one forty or one forty two at the end of uh, in the Anglo Irish classifications at the end of his juvenile season. Whether he merits it or not is another thing. But look, he's in here up one three six. If you think he's going to be a Grade One or a Grade Two horse, he's going to have to be ten pounds better than than what his mark is. So why not go for a big pot? Yeah. Um, while he's still a novice over hurdles, um, he does have plenty of racing experience. Uh, a couple of flat runs in France. He obviously had last season. He had three runs, two runs this season. So hopefully the hustle and bustle should be okay for him. He should be able to travel quite well. It's whether his jumping will hold up or not. As I think it's still a bit sketchy. He's prone to prone in the outlier. Uh, and obviously Paul has picked uh, Bill Me Up Buttercup. So um, yeah. I'm excited for Danny to have a ride who's uh, stepped up and taken all of his opportunities this season in light of 
uh, Elvis having left the building and uh, David Mullins being injured. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, look, there, there are many, many able jockeys out there. He's certainly one that you'd happy to have on your side. So Danny Mullins or Ride Tiger Tap Tap. You have another interest in the race, don't you, Joe? I do. I've uh, There's a couple of lads in the local pub over here outside London that were foolish enough to want to get involved in a horse, which we did, which is a filly called So Enjoy. Uh, who was on the comeback trail and uh, a few of the other guys in the in the pub and some friends then decided we were having too much fun and they were foolish enough to want to get involved. Uh, so shoot time came available for sale back in October and uh, we bought him and he stayed with James, with James Nash. And uh, he uh, he's had three runs for us and uh, he was second at punches time to drop the anchor and then he went and he won quite nicely in a handicap hurdle down in Cork. Uh, before uh, the end of November. He was due to run a Thurless just before Christmas, but that was called off because of fog. And while he went up £10 for his win, I'd be hopefully he's better than 129. So um, there's a clatter of guys coming over for the weekend. Uh, so it's nice for them to have a runner on the uh, uh, on a big day. And uh, it's a massive pot. So um, touch wood. I think he'll travel well. But uh, in any race like this, you're going to need an awful lot of luck. But I think he's got enough toe and boot to hold the position and we'll see how he goes from there. Oh yeah, I mean, there's no messing around in a race like that. 23 runners or so looks likely they're going to line up and uh, everyone's scrimmaging. Uh, fascinating to have two interests in the race, Joe. I wish you the best of luck uh, whichever way that falls. Hopefully uh, one or other or both. Another one-two on the day would be pretty uh, pretty cool for you. I mean, when we get to... Yeah, I'm not sure which way around. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I didn't want to put you on the spot there. I don't think that would be fair. <laughs> um, when we talk about um, Sunday at the Dublin Racing Festival, it's all going to revolve around one horse. Um, the machine is back. I think when we talked about Forheen going chasing on um, on the Race Hour podcast when we first saw it entered up, I think I said something like, uh, I haven't got a clue what they're doing here. How is Forheen going to go uh, novice chasing? But by my word, this animal is something else. He's, uh, he's unreal. I mean, the truth is we never really spoke about staying hurdling, going and chasing or retiring. We all kind of, I think we all kind of had independent chats with each other rather than having one collective. Um, and, uh, but you know, it's Willie, Willie was determined to go novice chasing with him and uh, it's his bus and he's driving it. So right. we're just happy to tag along and, and see how he goes. And, um, you know, Limerick was a, was a phenomenal day on St. Stephen's day. Um, and, I think there was over 14,000 people there and uh, my father went along and uh, had a had a day out and if it, if it did uh, half as good for people's mental health and body language um, that were there today as it's done for him um, it will have served its purpose because uh, it was uh, the, the manager of the track Patrick O'Callaghan rang me that evening and uh, he described it as the first day they had senior hurling at the track uh, which I thought was a lovely turn of phrase, um, but uh, yeah, Patrick. Uh, and Patrick wrote very eloquently. I thought after it in his uh, Irish Independent column. But the look, he's horses like Fahim and Fatour and Duvan and 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 those amazing horses that Rich and Susanna have been very lucky to have had. Mm. You know, they're very rarely born, never mind bought. And uh, Fahim is still there after all the hardship he's gone through, and he's still able to put in pretty significant performances uh, and now over fences at, at, at his age um, but at the same time that was that was only his 15th run since he won the champion hurdle uh, five years previous or nearly five years previous so there, is, there hasn't been a huge amount of mileage on the clock in recent years for him 
Yeah, that's, but cr- that's he, pretty uh, amazing. Uh, you know, for one reason or another, not to, not to say that, that that the absences don't take it out of out out of horses, but uh, look, he jumps well. Um, I'm assuming Paul will want to get back on him. We all are. Um, uh, and Mellon obviously now goes for the shorter race rather than that, which is where we actually thought Mellon may have run. Yeah. But uh, very excited to see him uh, turn up at um, to turn up at Leopardstown and uh, against Battle Over Doyen and what is yet another uh, cracking looking event. Yeah, unbelievable matchup. I think with a horse like Forheen, and I'm going to use words you don't have to agree with me. Like the biggest danger to Forheen is generally just Forheen. If he's at it, if he's on his game, there aren't many horses, probably even at the age of 12, that can live with him. Now, Battle Over Doyen might be very, very good. You could face a Lorena in here. I mean, there's other options as well um, that would certainly fancy themselves as, as being a big part of a of a, a generally run flow gas novice chase, which is a hot grade one at Leperstown every time. But if Forheen's on his A game, he is the horse they all have to beat. Well, he's got a tremendous ability to travel um, and to keep a very high... Uh, gallop a very strong gallop up for, yeah. for a very long time and not a lot of horses can do that and I think we saw that from the swing for home down to the second last at Limerick mm. um, but he did, I, I would go back to his beginner's chase uh, at Punchestown uh, back in December November November yeah uh, when, when he made that mistake and Paul just sat up on him and just let him come back on the bridle himself and then he made the mistake at the second last, but uh, or pecked at least. But the way he came back on the bridle and quickened away from the back of the last, I just thought was extraordinary for any horse, not to mind a horse of his age. Mm. Yeah, that's what he is just an incredible story. How far it will go, I guess the horse is going to tell you all. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, there's plenty of races in Ireland for him with the powers of Fairy House and what have you. But uh, I think, as I said, uh, it we're just letting Willie drive the bus on, on this one. Every call he's made so far this season has been correct. So we're not going to start interfering now. Yeah, he's a difficult man to tell him that you think you know better, I would imagine. Just a touch. <laughs> um, in, in a good way. Of course, of course, in a good way. Jeez, if you can have anyone on side, you'd have Willie Mullins, and you do. Um, okay, so, I mean, we are set for a, a marvellous two days there. I mean, while I have you, Joe, I might touch base on a few other horses that we're not going to see yeah. this weekend. Likes of Getterbird. Get a bird, I'm afraid, has had a bad setback. He was being prepared for the Dan Moore Handicap Chase at Fairy House right. uh, two, three weeks ago. It worked very well the Tuesday before, but um, he's he's done a leg injury um, in the days before that race, and he definitely won't be out this season, and he may not be out for um, a significant uh, out again for a significant period of time. So that's unfortunate. Nice. Um, we were trying to find and pinpoint right-handed races for him uh, for the season and he got off on the right foot at Gorham but uh, he he was a very good horse with plenty of ability in his own right but he had his own preferences but um, yeah he's going to be out of action for a significant period of time and Joe as well just as much as we all um, as much as we all absolutely adore um, Honeysuckle on the Race Hour podcast we're also absolutely cracked here about Saldir how is he? He's good. He's back. He's been back in the gallop for some time, and touch wood, everything is going well so far. Uh, we could have, we could have accelerated uh, training for him and got him to the Dublin Racing Festival, but Willie decided a few weeks ago that he'd rather just 
do his homework at home and just deliver him at Cheltenham on the day. And he's, in fairness, he's got course and distance of doing that. So that was fine by us. Um, and uh, touch wood, he can just uh, keep him in one piece until then. But yeah, the plan is to go straight to the champion hurdle and uh, and we'll go from there. But he's a horse that we've always thought the world of. Um, he ran in the triumph hurdle uh, off the back of a very little, very short prep. He'd only had his maiden hurdle win uh, a few weeks before that and uh, probably should have won at Fairy House the next time. But then they'd, they'd showed a lot, an awful lot of natural ability to win a Punchestown at the end of the season. Uh, and we all saw that race uh, last year where he unfortunately got a kick in the got a kick in the head and uh, took him a long time to get over that um, mentally and physically um, and it was great to see him come back into Morgiana and you know be brave down to the last two under Danny uh, and show no will effects it's just a shame that uh, uh, we've had to miss about the middle six to eight weeks of the season with him yeah, we shall we can do uh, when fresh and when in good form. So I guess the choice to maybe miss an occasion here well, probably won't do him any harm if he gets to Cheltenham in A1 condition. I mean, you've got Sharjah and Saldier. Is there, a, is there a perception amongst, you know, the connections? Which one is the better horse? Would anyone even know yet? It depends who you ask. Um, <laughs> beauty's in the eye of the beholder and all that. Everyone has a different opinion. Uh, Patrick will tell you that Sharjah is a long way and a long way ahead and others will tell you that, that Saldier is better. But, um, Look, it's it's very we're very lucky to have two pretty good two mile hurdlers and uh, just trying to get them and keep them sound and keep them on the go is a challenge enough as is a challenge enough as we've seen. But um, I I wouldn't know who's better on what ground and what trip. Um, I'd love to um, I'd love to be able to go back to the flat with both of them. I yeah. wouldn't stop either of bringing us to Melbourne if if that's the way we wanted to go. Um, I just think they've got they've both got an awful lot of ability and plenty of boot. Mm. Um, so we'll see. Um, Charge is probably slicker uh, over her over his hurdles on the evidence we've seen to date. But uh, you know we'll um, we'll be a bit uh, we'll be a bit wiser I think um, in six to eight weeks time and hopefully if Sharjah can uh, run as consistently as he has been this weekend we'll be going there with uh, two credible. Uh, options are two credible chances in the champion hurdle in March. Oh yeah, there's a there's a Tuesday date in March that will uh, will tell us everything. Hopefully, uh, both get there in uh, in one piece. Um, you have to give us an update on Duvan, I guess. Um, Duvan Duvan had a very he had a very small procedure on his uh, on his back in December, which was something totally new and he may have done it as a result of uh, well, I think he paddled through the second last yeah. or uh, he might have even been the last on a third us. Um but he um, he's fine he'll go straight to the Queen Mother uh, touch wood if we can keep him in one piece yeah. uh, I don't think we're ever going to see the best of him uh, we hope that would have been in the Queen Mother uh, what feels like a decade ago now but yeah. was probably three years ago um, but yeah look he has an incredible amount of natural ability and I think that's what's getting them by at the moment but uh, Willie is very good at bringing them back from different types of setbacks and uh, if we can get into the champion chase in uh, in one piece we will uh, we'll see how he goes uh, Patrick is convinced that he was only doing a half speed when he tipped up a few years ago but um, 
who knows the fact that he was even there in the day and travelling and jumping with as much zest as he was I think is a credit to the training performance of WP and and the amount of ability that the horse actually has to be be able to have done that in the first place Yeah for sure I mean I know you guys want Chacuan Poursois to step forward uh, this weekend at Leopardstown and of course Min is there as the great understudy if he had to go at two miles but can obviously go out and trip if Duvan gets the Cheltenham there'll be some punters not knowing which bit of their heart to follow Yeah I think with with you know, with Duvan, he'll run when he's ready, and that's the kind of attitude we've had for the last year or so. Is that whenever he's fit and sound and well, regardless of the race and any and any other animals that we may have or Willie may have, he'll just run when he's when, when he's ready because we don't know how long more he he'll be sound for. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I imagine in an ideal world, um, you'd have Shackin and Duvan and Min would go Ryanair, but. Racing has a very uh, consistent, if funny, uh, way of uh, pulling you down uh, from your high horse more often than not. Yeah, and lots of them are enforced and lots of them are part of the bingo game that we all love playing uh, pre-Cheltenham when you know the, the, everyone has to come together. It has to be a meeting of minds to decide which races work out best. You've got to get the horse there, A1 first, to have decisions to actually make. Um, what about Benny Dadur? Because well, what, watch it, watch it, watching people speculate on the uh, Willie Mullen bingo game is every bit as entertaining I can tell you as it probably is as you guys claim yeah, we love it it gives us everything to talk about <laughs> we, we often get it we often think we have it perfectly right and then get it spectacularly wrong and uh, we're generally proved wrong by masters like Mr Mullins um, so that's fine <laughs> there's no, never any problem um, what about Benny Dejer who uh, well when winning that that Galmoy in the style that she did everyone said stay as heard or take on Paisley Park there's obviously an easier race if you call it that with no honeysuckle in the mares but she's been there and done that uh, all options are open I guess but at least she's shown that my word she's a remarkable mare oh she's a, she's um, she's a cracking mare um, and you know we knew when we bought her four years ago whatever it was that we were buying a mare with a pretty good pedigree she already had black type racing form that to mind in her pedigree um, and we always wanted her to be a chaser uh, especially the way that she jumps fences but uh, it, she's just probably a bit too hard on herself mm. uh, whenever she does um, whenever she does uh, jump over fences which is why we our hand has been forced to stay down the hurdle route um, she's run over three miles the last twice I would argue they've probably been her two best performances in mm. uh, Otoy and at Goran uh, last week um, she I think probably would have won the second mayor's hurdle uh, last year but for tipping up at the last I don't know about probably um, Joe yeah. <laughs> she would have won <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, you know she has a huge amount of natural ability she's uh, she's got a massive long stride on her um, I, I'm absolutely mad about her to me she's you know I, I say this to, to Rich and he disagrees but I think she's the best horse he, he currently has in training uh, I think he'd like to think that it's Shackun but um, uh, she's lesser spotted which is probably why she maybe isn't as appreciated by the wider racing public as um, as other mares and horses um, that you see more frequently than her are um, but uh, we won't make any decision on where she goes until the, the Friday or Saturday beforehand she has her entries in the in the stairs hurdle and she has her entry in the mares hurdle and uh, all I'd say is the decision is probably an awful lot closer 
between where she will go than uh, the general public are speculating at the moment. Right. Okay. Uh, wherever she lines up, uh, the general public will be very interested to get involved. I would imagine she's she is something else. Uh, a couple of others. Well, that... her revised mark puts her seven pounds behind Paisley Park, so she's yeah. been up to one six two after last week. So mm-hmm. with the mayor's allowance, the handicapper is saying game on. Um, I did note I was sent some sectional detail the other uh, the other week where she was actually quicker from three out to the last than uh, both Classical Dream and Esport Allen. Um, uh, on the Tuesday of Cheltenham last year so mm. you know she's not short of boots and she's obviously not short of stamina but uh, yeah uh, I mean look if she were mine and mine alone I would be uh, I'd be having a crack at the stairs hurdle yeah. um, and she's uh, she's already won a mare's hurdle and the fact that she went the mare's last year was as much a function of um, we were we as owners were going there with a uh, a hand with, with with seven or eight runners on the year as a result of injuries in the drying ground, mm. with a team that wasn't all that strong. I mean, our best performance of the of the week was Bally Casey coming fourth in the uh, in, in in the cross country race. So, you know, that's why we felt that she was our best chance of a winner in the mayors last year, and that dictated where she went as much as anything else. So, yeah. I just say, yeah, there, there's um, certainly no decision has been made and won't, won't be made for a while, but. Um, it's not as a foregone a conclusion as some might lead to think. Okay, I mean, do you know what I found interesting? We did talk about it on the the Race Hour podcast this week is that I was looking at the prize money for the races. You finish second in the stage, you cash a similar check as you do if you go and win the mares, but winning at Cheltenham is a little bit more important than the cash, I guess. Of course it is, yeah. Um, although they're doing the best to dilute that at the moment, I think, with a fifth day, or at least the talk of a fifth day. Um, but you know, the same way second in the Dublin Chase on uh, in the two mile Dublin Chase uh, on uh, on Saturday is uh, is worth more than winning the Kinloch Bray was a couple of weeks ago. So mm. it's not just Cheltenham where prize money comes into decision making. Okay, all right. Uh, talk about a couple that um, uh, that we haven't seen for a while. Limini and Camellia Descartes have they moved on? Yeah, they were both sold in full to Australia at the November breeding sales last year. Um, and uh, you know we've we've pretty much uh, well we've ne- we've never bred ourselves so uh, that's uh, as our mares get towards the end of or what seems the end of their season we tend to cover them and sell them at that sale so yeah they've moved on and um, hopefully um, hopefully they will be a success for their breeders and um, one thing Joe as well that we noted on the race our podcast was the real lack of uh, juvenile hurdle entries from uh, Willie Mullins stable this year has uh, has Rich got any knocking about there. We've got a nice little filly by no risk at all called Hookup. Uh, she has uh, she might run very shortly. Uh, she they, I know the entries for the Triumph Hurdle are closed but not released yet. When they are released, you'll see she's entered in the Triumph. Whether she goes there or not, I don't know. But she's a nice little filly. She might be one that we uh, do something similar to what we did with Tiger Tap Tap and uh, more. Uh, prevalently with Let's Dance a couple of years ago in that we'll run her in grade ones and if she wins one, great. Uh, and if she doesn't, she's still a novice for next season. Ah, yeah, because I remember that well, actually. Uh, Rich uh, and we have another juvenile who we'll keep for next year uh, called Grand Bornand, uh, who's a, a fine, strong AQPS horse, but he'll go novice early next season rather than run as a juvenile this year. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And then as far as novices go, obviously Monkfish, was superb. We just saw five o'clock win there and A one as well this season. Um, those three first of all, and then is there any that we haven't seen yet? 
Yeah, we feel a little bit like Gickenstown, but what look like chasers running as novice hurdlers, uh, which <laughs> yeah. is a little bit unusual for us. But in an effort to try and get a stronger band of chasers, we bought a particular type of horse. But uh, yeah, A1 was good. That was a, an opportunistic uh, race for him at Gorin last week. Um, Monkfish, I thought, was pretty impressive. Uh, uh, two weekends ago and uh, five o'clock fell in over two miles but he needs closer to three uh, all three of them are chasers I mean the, you know, I think Monkfish is nearly 18 hands high at this stage um, so there is um, you know, the, the, their future hopefully is ahead of them if we can keep them in one piece I imagine um, at two of the three if not all three will end up at Cheltenham in the, uh, in the Bartlett or the Ballymore at some stage uh, even Flight um, came out and showed much improvement at Fairy House a couple of weeks ago, giving £8 to one of Gordon's. Uh, he was second. Uh, so hopefully he'll come out and win his maiden. Um, there's a horse called Flight Smart that seems to be the social media darling of this year. <laughs> there's always one. Um, and there's always one. Uh, I'm not sure who's talked him up, but someone else, I think he was in some book or something back in October, November time, and everybody has latched on. He'll probably run the main hurdle in the next 10 days or so. Uh, whether he's good enough or not, I have no idea. Uh, he's had one run around Otoy and the form has worked out to a, to a degree, but whether you can take all of that with you to the bank 18 months later is another thing entirely. Uh, we bought a Galileo called Angolo, who had a bit of a setback, so he might run in the flat this summer. And there's a lovely horse by Blue Brazil called Food of Brazil who might be out near the back end. Um, and Rebelito has been out and uh, he, um, he, he Paul pulled him up the last day. He just wasn't right, but he's entered a thirdest next week and he might well run there. And a lovely horse called Figarock, um, who is going to be kept for next season as well. Absolutely fantastic, yeah. So so again, whilst, uh, whilst last season, as you said, we didn't get to see many of the novices, there's there's plenty of them there. And Monkfish Joe, as you said, he will go to the Albert Bartlett, but we're kind of stuck in that territory now of the uh, the old saying, uh, whatever happens this season is kind of a bonus with him. Yeah, to a degree. Uh, I wouldn't say the slam dunk he goes for the Bartlett. I see he's shortest in the betting. Uh, that's where he's shorter in the betting. But he can he can travel as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and to be honest, I've I've no real view where they go either way. I just want them to be around for chasing. Um, that's their game. Yep. So uh, it wouldn't bother me if none of them went to Cheltenham, but that's <laughs> not the game that the owners are in the market for. <laughs> of course not, of course not, of course not. And then one horse, Joe, that uh, I had to ask you about was a horse that we absolutely loved when he, uh, he was second to Off You Go. Uh, Deal Estreval, how is he now or is he, is he near? He's back, he's back in the gallop, he's back in training. He was, I think he probably set a record last season for being the horse with most entries that never actually ran. Um, and I'd really just pulled stumps because of the ground uh, at one stage. So he then had a small setback and he is back in training. And whether we crack on after February the 1st and office chasing um, or stick to hurdles and go chasing next year uh, is to be decided. We wait until he's a couple of weeks off a run and make that call. But yeah, he's a horse I would have um, a lot of hopes for. I think he's, um, I think I think he's got a fair degree of promise. And uh, in the same way, he and Anti ran in the same race. Um, I ended up being Katie Walsh's retirement race at the Industrial went not favourite, but Anti's learning the hard way. I don't think he was done for a Gorin last week when he tipped up. So I expect him to continue to improve as the season goes on, and he might be one for a nice novice handicap chase towards the end of the season. Lovely. Joe, I wanted to catch up with you about a horse we haven't seen for, uh, it feels like a couple of years now, in Bamako Moriviere. 
I probably yeah, said that wrong. Yeah, he's, he's had a litany of issues. Mm. Um, and uh, he's back in. He's on the go. Whether he stands up to training or not, we will see. But if he doesn't, we will just retire him and rehome him. Um, but hopefully he will because he had plenty of promise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just had one thing after another. But we haven't given up hope. Okay. All right, well, that's good. That's potentially good news um, about Bamako. I won't say the second word again, but people can go and check this horse yeah, out. Yeah, um, last, last seen dismissing jury duty in a grade three, I yeah, seem to remember, but that goes, back, yeah. that goes back some time. Okay, Joe, so look, we've been through quite a lot there. I'm guessing if there's anything else that needs to be mentioned, we're probably going to see it on a racetrack at some point at, at some point soon. But the Dublin Racing Festival is what we got you on here to talk about. And um, what, would, what would make it a successful couple of days? Oh, you'd love a couple of winners. I think everybody would love Faheen to um, to come out and win as much for the emotion side of it than anything else on yeah. Sunday. But um, it would also be good for um, horses that are half his age to be able to step up to the plate as well, which is uh, a, a very important aspect of things. We can't be relying on the uh, on the elder statesman all the time. So, yeah, look, you'd love for Bapone to come forward and run very well and see where you lie with him and make a plan for the rest of the year. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, I think it, from the point of view of, I guess, flat trainers and owners have two-year-olds and they spend the winter dreaming about whether they'll, you know, be able to continue the progression as a three-year-old. Um, you know, we'd love for Shackon to be able to step forward and uh, uh, and prove that he's um, the main Irish challenger to Defi Desai and LTR in England. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that would be cracking to see, but that he's probably got a, a tougher task in his hand than Faheen may have, or at least he's got it numerically at least, mm. than Faheen has on, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, well, look, we wish you all the very best with those uh, runners over Saturday and Sunday at Leopardstown at the Dublin Racing Festival. We always have an eye on Cheltenham, Joe. If there was one horse you could pick out, um, maybe for an anti-post tickle at Cheltenham, which horse would it be? Um... Might put a countdown clock on this. <laughs> yeah, you might have to. Um, I'd like to. I'd like to think that. Um, I, I. I'd like to think that Batbone could probably come forward in the arc, and I, I'm not sure there's a massive amount of strength and depth in the UK, uh, in the two mile novice chase division, um, and I'd like to think that if you believe his hurdle mark or at least within a couple of pounds of us and his jumping ability that he's demonstrated so far, I'd like to think that he could step forward and whether he wins on uh, Saturday or not, but should he run very well, um, I'd like to think that he could be a very lively contender for the Arkham. Beautiful. Thanks, Joe. Real pleasure to have you on this uh, race hour extra here. Um, Derma, I know, and myself, very grateful for you spending a bit of time with us. Uh, best of luck for the couple of days ahead and the rest of the season and getting some of these horses back on the track that we are missing dearly um, really look forward to catching up with you hopefully before Cheltenham after all the dust settles from this what is a kind of final final trial weekend uh, do give Susanna Rich all our very best and best of luck for the weekend ahead cheers guys no problem at all thanks Joe you've been listening to the race hour brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk your best bet for tips news and bookmaker reviews 